0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to The 425 Show, your place to be for all things real estate and lifestyle-related here on the East Side. Um, It's summertime, and it is all about lifestyle right now. It's so fun um, being out and about, seeing everybody do all of their different things, whether you're a water person, a hiking person. It's one of the best things about life in the Pacific Northwest because we got all kinds of things to do. Festivals galore. A uh, quick real estate update because we always start the show with one of those, markets moving like I've been saying the last couple of weeks. So that's good, a t- conversation that came up with a client this week and I think it's always good to revisit is as a seller, the importance and the power of the first impression and really making sure that when you hit the market, you are a hundred percent ready to go. Three things that you can do that always make a big difference that a lot of people overlook are fresh flowers for color. Super easy. You can pick them up at Home Depot. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Washing your front door. Nobody ever does that. If you hire house cleaners, they will not do that. But it's amazing how dirty the front door gets. And having that nice and clean and sparkling when people walk in is really important. And then the third thing is having really nice bright lights in your house, making sure that when people walk in, it feels really inviting and opening. So three are welcoming. So three important things that you can do that don't cost a lot of money when you put your home on the market. That's today's real estate update. If you have questions about buying or selling, I invite you to reach out. You can always find me via email, Nicole at NicoleMangina.com. And without further ado, I am excited to introduce our guest this morning, Kelly McNellis is a best-selling author and the founder of Women for One. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited for our conversation today. (laughs) (laughs) I am too. I love talking to especially people from the 425 for sure. I love them. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. fellow 425er. I love it. And, uh, It's So you have an amazing message that I'm excited to share today because you specialize in helping women, correct, with all kinds of things. But you come at it from the standpoint of we all got a little, I call it crazy, you call it messy going on. (laughs) (laughs) We do. We have to as women, right? I mean, there's so much going on. It's just life, but it's in learning to embrace that, that um, things become really good and realizing that it might actually be there as just part of life so let's figure out how to work with it and move forward right
1: yeah embrace it stop judging ourselves right just embrace it absolutely
0: so tell us a little bit about women for one and kind of how you got started with all of this
1: well first of all I'm a mom of of six I've got three stepchildren we have a Brady Bunch family um, and three of my own and it's kind of weird they're all adults now as of this year it's kind of crazy. Um, I'm That's exciting Kind of an empty nester but as you know you know a lot of uh, young adults are choosing to live with their parents so I'm not really <laughs> an empty nester. <laughs> um, and I've been in the Seattle area for over 24 years now. My son was one when we moved here
0: Great. so this
1: is definitely my home um, in the 45 for sure mm-hmm. And you know I went through a lot of things that a lot of women have been through right I, I went through the death of one of my best friends with cancer 15 years ago. I went through a messy divorce 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was in a place once I had kind of gotten through that. And I was a single mom for several years. Then I met my husband who were at 10 years uh, wedding anniversary this year, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, you know, when I met him, I was like, you know what? I want to to write about my experiences because I felt like a lot of what was happening for me was, But I wasn't looking at the experiences and stories that I had 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 to influence my life. So I wanted to write about them. And I started just a small little website, Nicole. I literally just heard the words women for one and got a URL 10 years ago and started highlighting great things women were doing. And within a year, I like started highlighting stories that women would share their stories about what they've been through. Anything from divorce to relationships to illness to parenting to work, entrepreneurship. So it was just this incredible kind of snowball effect where now we have women that have shared their stories on my site from over 60 countries. I've interviewed powerful thinkers like Dr. Maya Angelou and Ariana Huffington and Marianne Williamson these incredible women that are doing great things to make their life happen on their own terms. And then I ended up creating courses for women and a book around it. So it was really an organic growth, but it was, it started with my yearning to write and also to heal myself. Cause they say you do what you need to learn, correct?
0: Oh, so true.
1: <clears throat> right. Yeah. So, and then my book, Nicole is about women. You know I'm 50 now and I just, you know, from the time I was 25 till now, you know, till about five years ago, I was just trying to get it right. And a lot of us as parents and, you know, moms and wives and friends and siblings, we're just trying to manage everything. And I think it's really important that we give ourselves a break and embrace the space of the fact that we are not going to get it all right and that we can look at our flaws and our messiness as our brilliance. And that's why my book is called Your Messy Brilliance.
0: I love it. That's such a perfect (laughs) title. Um, And it's true, you know, and you've got it on your website. And I I just love that you come at this from this angle because I think it's so empowering and freeing at the same time of there's no magic pill. There's no one size fits all. You don't don't need a guru. This is not about perfect. Um, Nope. And I think embracing those just frees up so many things for people.
1: Yes, because it, it lets you off the hook, and it allows you to relax enough that you can find your passion and your joy and your creativity instead of trying to follow this one singular path that we think you know we're fed by society that we need to have, um, and it's just not true. It's literally not true. There's no thing. There's no such thing as perfection, in my opinion.
0: Oh, goodness, no. And, you know, that, (laughs) and it's an ever-evolving definition anyway. So what's perfect today won't be tomorrow because you're in a different situation. So it's kind of irrelevant regardless. Yeah, Um, it's irrelevant.
1: I mean, and we're talking about, you know, our body image, right, the way we mm -hmm. look, the way we parent, the way our house looks. I mean, yes, it's wonderful to, you know, live in a beautiful environment and feel good and healthy. But when we distort that all the way to perfection, it's just not achievable. And then we go into shame, right? Exactly. And then we're not happy. And it's like, where's my joy, right? So I'm really setting my intention to, like, dive into my joy in my 50s. That's what I want to do. I really want to be happy.
0: I love it. (laughs) Which sounds so simple. And yet, um, as we all know, if you're on this planet for a little bit, it's sometimes easier said than done. Mm. So I love that you are have been brave enough to share your own story, but also that you've created a platform to share other stories because I think there's something so empowering on both sides of the table for that. You know, when people are able to share their own story, sometimes it's only when you share it out loud that you can really look at it and go, I kind of rocked that. Like, it might have been good, bad, or <laughs> a little bit ugly. But you know what? I came out the other side and look at me. I was able to do it. I was able to survive. I was able to get through it. And there's an empowerment that comes from sharing that story that I think is wonderful that you provide people a platform for that. Absolutely,
1: It gives you that distance and perspective to look at it separately from you. And it also empowers others so they feel less alone and more connected. Because, you know, I don't know how many women that have written me over the years is like, I'm so happy I read the story. Like, I didn't know anyone else has been through this. It's just amazing. Right. And we're talking women from different ages, different belief systems, different political sides. Right. All different cultures. They're all going through the same thing, which is so cool, because then we can all embrace each other and elevate that conversation when we don't agree on things.
0: Exactly. And I think it, like you said, it's, it's amazing because it really is true. And you know, this happened, I noticed myself going into this space as well, sometimes of whenever you're kind of in the thick of it, and it's a little bit yucky, you just assume you're the only one that's feeling this way or having this experience. And that you don't know what not only do you not not know what to do, but then you don't kind of know where to turn for kind of some support. And so sometimes just realizing you're not the only person is all the kind of help and encouragement that you need.
1: Yeah, and I I wanted to tell you, so I did this incredible event. Um, I've done several of them around the country, but I decided to do a truth-teller tour inside of the 425 in Kirkland at yeah. um, the uh, Kirkland Performing Arts Center uh, right after a retreat I had with amazing women as well the same weekend. I don't know, I was kind of crazy and did both in one weekend. <laughs> but, but, but my truth-teller tour, it's really fascinating. It, it, it evolved out of I was doing my book tour, right? Mm-hmm. And I was all over the country and I had to cancel my Boulder book tour because of a family emergency and family comes first to me. Right. So what I decided to do is when I rebooked it, I went, you know what? I'm kind of burnt out on reading my book. <laughs> you know, you do this book tour and I was like, I want to highlight great women, right? Uh-huh. So I decided to do somewhat of a TED talk, but it's different. It's a TED talk style presentation, but with heart and sisterhood. So it's about regular women, not women that have, you know, which is great. They have a, an agenda or an idea from their brain. It's really from their heart, a story that they learn something from that they share with the audience. And I'm telling you, I did one in Boulder. I did one in Atlanta. I did one in uh, Seattle in the Kirkland area, right? Mm-hmm. And we had over 300 women there. We had seven speakers. And it was everything from losing a child to creating a uh, small business. It was just the most incredible event to have women sitting there and witnessing other women reading and speaking their stories. It wasn't like highlighting celebrities. It was women just supporting other women. And it was so cool. And that was in April of this year. Oh, I so love we're continuing it. those tours around the country and inside of universities from now on. which is so cool.
0: Oh, I love it. So yeah. are you partnering with universities then and having yes. people come in and speak to the students? Yes, or,
1: we have, oh, that's we're have. we doing great. our inaugural one, Mississippi State, but then we have Louisiana State and North Carolina Interested, Wisconsin Interested. We're working with UW, hopefully. We're trying to get in with UW as well. So it would be really great to, to get this message out to young women that it's okay to share your experiences and stories and, and assert your voice. That's kind of where we're going with this.
0: Oh, I love that. What a powerful gift to give to people at that age. Yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. Oh, that's so exciting! Yeah, I love that. Perfect. Well, yeah, you ha- you're all over the place. You've got all kinds of different tours that you have. You've got an event in September that uh, is back at I never know how to say that. Is it Crippaloo or Kripalu. 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 Yeah. There you go. Back on, on the amazing. east. I know that looks amazing. Massachusetts, right? Yeah,
1: I do do retreats all over the place. Sometimes I get invited to do them at retreat centers and sometimes we do them on our own and we're doing an an annual one in the area every spring so we're planning our retreat if you want to if anyone wants to go to our site and just sign up um, to get more information for the spring around here but yeah I'm doing one in Kripalu in September of this year in Massachusetts.
0: Okay perfect well we'll definitely make sure we get your spring one on the website, because I think that would be fantastic. Again, if you are just tuning into the show today, we've got Kelly McNellis on the show. She is the best-selling author of Your Messy Brilliance. Uh, And she's just got all, the book itself is amazing. It is a fantastic read. And then you have a course that goes with it as well. If somebody, and you could do one or the other or both, but they're pretty powerful together. Why don't you tell us yeah, all we a little bit we about have your several
1: course. courses. So we have we have uh thirty days through master brilliance, which is fun because it goes along with the book uh-huh. and it's very easy, right? It's an easy thing that because I'm a busy mom. Sure. <laughs> I'm busy in my life. So I wanted to create something that you could just like easily take. Mm-hmm. you know, bite of every day and not be upset that, you know, or be, you know, go into shame because you didn't finish another course you bought, right? Right. So it's an easy <laughs> thing where you can like read the book or you can do the exercises and it's 30 days to really letting go of perfectionism and diving into your own messiness and passion and joy. So that's mm-hmm. one. And then we also have our deep dive two part course, which is really about looking at how the stories in your life, the experiences you've had, have shaped who you are today
0: mm-hmm. and
1: being able to, I mean, it's, a, it's geared towards a lot of coaches and people that want to capitalize on that in their business where they can dive into the story so that they can really refine their brand. Sure. Um, and it, it's, it's an incredible force. I love it because, you know, if you want to <laughs> deal with an issue that you've had, I mean, I'm an incest survivor and mm-hmm. I have been dealing with that my whole life and really diving into how it shapes who I am. And that's just one example of like, it's okay. We don't have to have shame about it. We can move forward and free ourselves from these experiences we've had and Mm -hmm. learn from them and move on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But there's such power in having the courage to look at it and realize that it has shaped you. Um, We all have things that have shaped us throughout our lives. Um, Absolutely. To pretend that it didn't happen or it didn't matter, that's not going to work really either. So um, no. yeah, I love that. That's awesome. So cool. Awesome things. And if people want to check these out, we'll certainly have the links on our website after the show. But if people want to go direct to you, how can they find these things?
1: They can go to Women for One, all spelled out women and dot ecom uh-huh. Okay. And they can sign up for it. We have this thing um, <laughs> that we do a um, messy notes and it's free. You can sign up for it. And every day you get A note from your messy brilliance that tells you how amazing you are. And I get so many, (laughs) it's 365 days with a note every day where it's like, you know what? Today, I want you to do this because you rock, you know? And I love those. I love it. We all need that inspiration, especially in the gray days here in the four two five, right? You wake up, you're like, okay, I'm gonna read this and I'm just gonna go for it today.
0: <laughs> I love it. I have this little visualization of like lunchbox notes written on napkins. Like yes! when you send your kids yes, like off to that. school. <laughs> if I could,
1: I would deliver them hand you know. I used to do those for my kids. That's funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> More things should be written on napkins, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's important. It yeah. is important, and you know, a lot. Those things are they are so important. You know, sometimes those things make me smile because I get those um, in my inbox as well. And sometimes it's just exactly you, you know you wonder like, oh my gosh, is that person looking over my shoulder? That was exactly what I needed to see it's today. It's
1: so synchronistic, right? Yeah, yeah. And and also at our site, you can share your stories for free.
0: So oh, if you great. want
1: to just write your story, you can be anonymous. A lot of people like to be anonymous, uh-huh. but they can submit their story. And I have an editor that edits the story and publishes it on our site. And you can become a truth teller. Oh, I love like it. Like all the other incredible truth tellers on our site, which is just fabulous because we have over a thousand truth tellers now. And it's just an incredible, you know, we have all your pictures up. It's just, it's the most amazing thing to become a truth teller. I love it. Oh, that's
0: beautiful. I love that you created that platform mm-hmm. for people. Great. Well, let's talk about your book a little bit because you've got you got some good stuff in there for sure. <laughs> um, what are some tips that you can share with us from your book or from one of your courses about, you know, if somebody's out there going, oh, my goodness, I so need this. Um, you know, well, my life is a little bit I, of a yeah. mess. How am I going to reel this all back in and kind of move it forward?
1: Well, my book is called Your Messy Billion, Seven Tools for the Perfectly Imperfect Woman. Love it. And so the seven tools are important to me because – I need, like, an action plan, right? I'm, like, Mm -hmm. one of those, okay, you know, great. It's all, you know, I'm feeling all this stuff as a woman, but give me an action plan. That's kind of, I kind of balance my feminine (laughs) messiness with that masculine, like, I need to do something, right? You know, we need to do something to move forward. So the seven tools are great because they're simple, and what I did at the end of each um, chapter is, like, kind of, I did in 30 Days, to Be the Billions, I gave three different options for them to practice. One was like an easy, like literally it'll take you one minute to do a day to practice the tool. Mm -hmm. The next is more of like a medium, you know, this really rings true for me. So I want to dive in a little bit more. And then the third is like, okay, I'm going for it. I'm going to really learn about myself with this tool and I'm going to really practice it. So they're very practical applications to the tools I offer. And, you know, I start my first tool is Curiosity, which is, You've got, you know, got to get back to that childlike curiosity and be curious, whether it be like if someone's really rude to you, instead of going into blame or getting angry about it in the situation, get curious about where they are. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself some questions or if you don't know where to go in your life, you know, on the greater scheme. Right. Asking, and so I give them the tool to, you know, give them some questions to ask themselves. That's one of my favorite tools. And then, you know, you move forward around getting an awareness of your story, moving into kind of your intuition. And then my favorite tool is tool number five, and it's choice. Mm. Because I think a lot of women, Nicole, and a lot of us in this world, we stop and we get, kind of get stuck in, oh, you know, what do I do? Like, I don't know what to do, and I'm feeling all these feelings. But if you can make a powerful choice, even if it's a small choice, daily, it really moves you forward in your life. Yes. And so I talk about powerful choices and choice in our lives, being the differentiator between people that can make their lives happen the way they want it versus people that stay stuck in their victimhood that the world is doing something to them. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Right. Yeah. So that's my favorite. That's my favorite tool. Choice.
0: <laughs> I love <laughs> it. And it's so powerful. It's uh... It's funny that um, you bring that up. You you know, you have kids and you sound like their older minor is still at home. And so we're in the thick of it with summer vacation of, you know, they're around all the time. And, you know, I was laughing with my assistant Jen yesterday. It was like, OK, I'm going to do a little work and then I got to run kids here and then I'm do a little more work. And, you know, it's <laughs> I love it. I love having our boys around. Um, it, summer is one of my favorite times of the year. But, you know, it's easy at the end of the day to feel like. Okay, I did a bunch of running around. I really have nothing to show for it other than miles on my car and, you know, food bits all over the back seat because they ate back there. Um, (laughs) But even even just that little, you know, the ability of choice to at the end of the day go, first of all, I chose this. Um, I did. I chose to spend time with my kids. The fact that we spent it driving around, eh, whatever, but I chose that. But also, I can also make different choices. You know, sometimes it's the little thing of, okay, I'm gonna eat the carrots instead of the M&Ms. I really want the M&Ms, but I'm gonna come out of this day feeling like I, you know, I made some deliberate and choices that empowered me um, to move forward and still feel like I really enjoyed the day. And I think that I, so I so agree with you. I think choice is a super powerful thing. I think we have more opportunities to make choice than we realize. And sometimes tiny little choices is what is all it takes to kind of bring it all back around for us
1: Uh, you know and i love what you're talking about because really i remember a couple years ago when i was in the thick of making like all these lunches right right and all these kids coming down (laughs) and um i remember when i was doing a course one time i told these women they were all on the call and i was like you know what guys if you get up and this is for me totally and take your vitamins and drink two glasses of water during the day you can Celebrate that day. Yes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I did one thing for myself. I took some vitamins, I yeah. had some water, and I took a deep breath. Like we don't have to be conquering the world daily, right? We just have to show up and be present for what, it, what is happening for us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <You
0: know>? um, <laughs> that's awesome. Give
1: ourselves a break, you know? I mean, because I guess looking back now, right, uh-huh. you know, my, my kids are in college and three of them are on their own now, right, and graduated mm-hmm. college. Like it goes so fast. If I had known it would go that fast, I probably would have slowed down a little bit more. Yeah. And appreciate it. That's what being a grandparent's about, apparently, from what I've heard. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We'll have to reconvene in hopefully many years on my standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) About 15 years, we'll have another call. (laughs) So. Yeah, I think choice is super powerful. I think curiosity is a big one, too. That's a big one in my life um, on so many levels. You know, curiosity for myself it's like, oh, I'm super annoyed about that right now. Interesting that that would get me so fired up. You know, curiosity with our kids of, huh, oh, OK, that's the way you see things at that age or, you know, how you choose to react to it. And then, um, you know, how can we interact with them as parents? And it shows up a lot in um you know, what I do as a real estate agent as well, because, you know, that's such an emotional experience and people are usually, even when you're buying and selling for the most wonderful reasons, there's usually some triggering that happens and people start making, um, you know, everybody has their moment where things get a little wonky often. Right. So absolutely.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm, you know, when I'm selling my house where I am now, it's like, I'm anxious about that because I, 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 how my children i raised my children here it's a whole new phase so it's gonna trigger me so getting curious instead of kind of blaming the situation and blaming others and being like okay you know i know i'm here right now i'm gonna be okay so let me get curious about where i am with it and and i love what you said about children too nicole because i think there's a lot of parents out there that are imposing their own values instead of getting curious about what experience their children are having in the moment
0: right you know
1: whatever they are it's like we think, oh, when I, you know, I went to school, I walked, you know, six miles in the snow uphill both ways. You know, it's like that. Honestly, that's that's what we think. And our kids just, my kids just roll their eyes at me. Oh. I'm like, you need to be grateful.
0: I know. Mine do it, too. And they like look right at me and roll their eyes. They don't even like hide it. They don't wait for me to leave the room. They're just like, whatever. Whatever there's hope i promise they they go to college and they
1: come back and they go oh my gosh mom i miss you so much i know
0: my <laughs> so kids are every still one of them done it. yeah my kids are still pretty they're good kids they're grateful even right now but you know there's some eye rolling in there and you know what that's that's their job at it's this okay. age. it's rebellion. yeah it's rebellion they're they're individuating apparently that's the rumor <laughs> but i do think the curiosity thing is huge and you know both you know, for us as individuals, but for the other people that we're interacting with, if I find if I can stay in a place of curiosity, I'm better able to connect with people um, and meet them where they're at for whatever they need, whether it's, you know, family, my clients with work, all of that. Um, that curiosity piece tends to be huge. So awesome. Yeah. That's great. I love it. So again, um, if you're just tuning in, we've got Kelly McNellis, the best selling author of Your Messy Brilliance and the founder of Women for One on the show today. You have shared such amazing things with us today. I so appreciate you being on the show. Um, oh, thank you for having me. And I, you told me I was going to get to tell you my favorite place
1: in 425. Can I do that for Oh, me? yes, absolutely. <laughs> always, always. Let's hear it. Oh, all, all excited. Yeah. Um, well, Evans, Evans Creek Ooh. is my favorite hiking place. Love it's that over place. Uh, across from Pahali. Yeah, yep. that's my favorite. And then um, the pavilion down in downtown Kirkland, I love yes. to sit there and have lunch with friends.
0: Love you it. You know, I was
1: like, oh, I get to, like, think about all my favorite places, right? I know. I love that area. I love so it. So fun. Um, and, I mean, I don't know about restaurants. I love so many of them. It's kind of hard to select a favorite That's restaurant. Okay. I love Le Grand Bistro. And oh, it's all. Delightful. I mean, I love
0: Kirkland. Kirkland yeah. is my place. Mine, too. So, I know. <laughs> so many fun things in the 425, for sure. So. yeah. Awesome. Thank you for being on the show today, Kelly. I so appreciate it. We will have links to Kelly's website, her books, and all of her favorite places as well after the show. Take care, everybody, and have a great week. Bye-bye.